One of the great frustrations with, with us, if we're honest, is our family members. Especially those family members who are not in the faith anymore. Those family members who maybe have fallen away. Or maybe those friends that we're associated with or we're affiliated with who just don't practice anymore. Those that are outside of the church and those we look upon and we think, man, it'd be nice to have them back. It'd be nice to bring them to Mass. It'd be nice to evangelize them as Jesus encourages us to do. Go forth and evangelize. And i got to be honest, this is real tricky business. The scriptures themselves, themselves say that a prophet is not welcome in his own land. Which means that evangelizing your family is at very best a very delicate situation. At worst an impossible situation. But it's a situation that we have to embrace if we're going to be true Christians. If we're really honest. Even those, in times, it doesn't work out. Example of this being Jesus, being at the synagogue at Nazareth. Nazareth, his hometown, going before all the peoples of the synagogue and saying, I am the Messiah, I am the Christ. And everybody getting so angry with this idea that they grabbed him and almost threw him off a ledge, but he passed right through him. This can happen sometimes to family members, yet... That didn't deter Jesus from still proclaiming the gospel. But not all family evangelization is a failure. An example is our gospel today. Our relationship between Andrew, the relationship between Andrew and Peter. Brothers. Not just brothers in the Lord, but actual blood brothers. And the way the story goes is Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. He saw John the Baptist and followed him. And John the Baptist pointed to the Lamb of God. To which Andrew then went and began to follow Jesus. And then he went, after he followed Jesus for a day, went to his brother Peter, the future first pope, and said, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And then after Andrew said that, the gospel has this pithy sentence that's absolutely beautiful. Then he brought him to Jesus. Then he brought him to Jesus. And what this does ultimately is it teaches us in these short sentences how exactly to evangelize our family in three ways. The first way is the most important. If we're going to evangelize our family, if we're going to evangelize anybody for that matter, family, friends, anybody, we have to first answer the question that they're asking. We have to first answer the question that they're asking. Don't give your family members or your friends or anybody around you an answer to a question that they are not asking. It'll be an absolute disaster. So if they're not wondering who the Messiah is, don't go tell them that Jesus is the Messiah. If they're not wondering what the Catholic Church is all about, don't go and tell them what the Catholic Church is all about. If they're not wondering what the Bible is and what role that plays, don't go reading them the Bible. Meet them where they're at. Answer the question that they are asking. And that requires a relationship with them. Here, it's clear that Peter was asking a question. Where is the Messiah? Now, that's a beautiful question. It put him in prime position and then follow the Messiah. To which all Andrew had to do was go up to him and give him the answer he was looking for. We have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. And the reality is, is every single person on the face of the earth is asking a question. Many questions deep within their hearts. Some of them are not quite like, where is the Messiah? To be honest, 
Every single student here at UL asks generally one question. It is across the board. This is it. Where can I get some free food around here? <laughs> That's the question. And what do we do? We say, come to lunch with the Lord. Come to 501, we got free dinner. Come to this event, that event, we have free food. And that's a first great way to hook them in right there, is answer that first basic, simple question. Where can I get some free food? It's easy. And I don't think anybody else is any different. Lots of people are looking for food. Lots of people are looking for fellowship. People don't want to eat alone. People want to eat TV dinners, watching Seinfeld or whatever, not Seinfeld, whatever is on TV these days. Netflix, who knows? Whatever, my point being is people don't want to do that. We want friends, we want family, we want people around to share meals, which in my opinion is one of the best ways to evangelize. You can send somebody a text and say, listen, we're going to 11 o'clock mass, and right after that we got some cooking in the crock pot, why don't you come join us? Why don't you come join our family? Too easy. Who would pass up a free meal with some friends? So answer that basic question, the question they're asking. The second, the second way to evangelize is invite. Notice, Andrew didn't go preaching to Peter about who the Messiah was or what he did or how amazing he was going to be. Andrew had no idea. He was just getting started. He was like the rest of the disciples. It took him three years to figure out what was even going on. Andrew was clueless, but he saw something cool and he invited him to it. I think that's a great, beautiful image for all of us here today. You don't have to have a theology degree to evangelize. You don't. All you have to do is be there, be present to somebody and say, hey, listen, we got this cool thing going on at Wisdom. Why don't you join me? Mass is going pretty well. It's very beautiful. Why don't you come join us? We've got food afterward. <laughs> but my point being is all you have to do is invite. Invite. See, the reality is, is you don't need to preach to your family. In fact, dare I say, you probably shouldn't preach to your family. Unless you're, you're, they're your children, then you have to preach them. you got to form them, all this other stuff. Sorry, kids. It's the way it is. But whenever it comes to friends and family, you don't need to preach to them. You don't need to tell them, hey, listen, unless you go to Mass, you're going straight to hell. I'll take care of that. Don't worry. I won't do it that often. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to behave myself. My point being is that I will do the preaching. All you got to do is bring him in. Just invite him. And that's exactly what Andrew did. Andrew didn't become Jesus to Peter. He let Jesus be Jesus to Peter. And he just invited him in. Invitation. Key. And finally, the last point is accompaniment. This is a big, big point that Pope Francis loves to make. Accompany. It's not enough to just invite somebody one time and then leave them to the wolves. But if you're really going really gonna to see somebody into the faith... If you're really going to enable them to really become practicing Catholics, if you're really going to at least seek to evangelize, you have to be there for them. They might not take up the invitation. They might not care if you answer their question. They might not, it might not matter to them, but they might, actually, they might actually respond. They might actually bite the bait. They might actually bite the hook, and it's your job to stay with them, to accompany them to be friends, to be family with them, to love them right through it amidst all their imperfections, amidst all their shortcomings, just like Jesus did with his apostles and just like Andrew did with his brother Peter. That's the beauty of evangelization. It's a simple process. It's a very, and it's very effective if we all just do our job. If we answer the questions that our friends are asking, if we be sure to invite people 
into the table. And if we are, if we are not afraid to accompany them to the heart of God.